Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. It's great to be back with you, folks. We're just so excited uh, about many things going on. Matter of fact, we are preparing this week. Uh, we're about a week and a half away in actual real time, not necessarily when this is playing. We'll probably be all done with recording uh, Wounded Spirits videos and things of that nature, but we're preparing for that. There's a lot going on. We're seeking all kinds of different help, and just pray when you get this that we'll be in post-production and uh, pray that God will use that. And with me, as always, is my dear friend, Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, what's going on with you this morning? Good morning, Doug. Um, what's going on? Wow. Well, it's been a full last few weeks. So um, we're here by the grace of God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It never slows down. Life just goes fast. And uh, it's full. It's... Uh, Last night at midnight, I shut my computer. was about 80% done with a document that I need to finish this morning. And I'll, I'll tell you something. I just said to myself, I wish I could stretch the days out like three or four more hours per day. And, you know, sometimes maybe I take on more than I should. I don't know. But, folks, hey, we're glad that we are able to do the podcast. This is one of the most important things that Stephanie and I do on any given day is reaching out to those of you who got hurting hearts, those of you with PTSD, those of you helping people with PTSD, those of you who just want to hear God's Word and and, uh, and look at God's Word and how these songs of the night, these psalms, uh, can be a blessing to us, how the psalmist, and here we are in Psalm 119, and we honestly, we don't know who the author is. A lot of people give authorship to all kinds of different situations, as from Moses, a Levite priest, this, that. The only thing I know about Psalm 19, 119 authorship <clears throat> excuse me, is it's good. I'm glad he wrote it. It points to a lot of things we need to know. It's continuously pointing to we need God's word. It's continuously pointing to the theme of Psalm 119 is uh, we, need to, we need to study God's word. We need to be prepared. We need to be like that soldier preparing for the battlefield because we live in a battleground. That's where we live today. And uh, so anyway, that's all important. So we got a couple segments we always start out with, Stephanie. I think it's my turn today. So the first segment we talk about is the Norton knuckleheaded moment. And you'll remember we brought that up because of a uh, uh, great former missionary wife, pastor's wife now, uh, Miss Norton, gave us this, uh, uh, this idea of you might be a knucklehead because Stephanie used the word all the time. I really didn't use the word. Oh, right, right. So yeah, I, that was a regular part of my vocabulary. Yeah, see, there was an intentional pause right there to allow her to do that. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. But anyway, so we, we started talking about we wanted to help you guys be better and us be better and not be knucklehead. So we keep notes on you might be a knucklehead, things we went through the previous week or whatever may go on. So today, on today's podcast, on the 367th podcast, you might be a knucklehead if you make a commitment and don't fulfill it and don't call somebody back and say, hey, I can't do this. So you might be a knucklehead if you do that. 
Like yesterday, I waited all day to do something. The guy never called me. Then last night, I get a text message that says, hey, you probably figured out I couldn't do this today. That, my friend, is being a knucklehead. I just want to point that out. And uh, I mean, what do you think, Stephanie? Is that knuckleheadedness that's worthy of you might be a knucklehead? Yeah, well, the Bible talks in Proverbs about confidence in an unfaithful man yeah. is like, um, what is it? A tooth, a foot out of joint? Yeah. Something else. It compares it to two very uncomfortable things. And yeah, it's being a pain in the neck. So Pain in the neck. It can be a pain in the neck. I agree. And then, Stephanie, food that's right with God. Now, those of you who have watched my Facebook page who who hang around, know that I love donut peaches. So yesterday I went to Publix, just a quarter mile here from the house. Fresh donut peaches right there in Publix. I'm telling you, I've had two of them. I had one last night. I got on the way home from church, I went to Publix, got home about 9, and I had one right away. And, and, uh, and then I had one this morning. And, boy, the juice, it just runs down your face. It's, it's life-changing. Food that's ripe with God is a nice, ripe pancake peach so think about it about the same width and stuff as a regular peach but about half the thickness and it's it's got that it's, oh man just thinking about it, it's changing my life so stephanie have you ever had a pancake peach boy doug i'm honestly not sure that i have well maybe we can work on that while you're here it depends how many peaches are around but uh they're yeah. the best of the peach species. And, you know, coming from South Carolina, the real peach state, no matter what Georgia tells you, we grow more peaches here in South Carolina than Georgia ever did. They just stole something for their license plate to look cool, but we're the cool ones. But anyway, so I wanted to say all that. And I wanted to say this, uh, folks, we're so honored that you let us cross your airwaves and we talk about these things and we talk about how God's word can help us. We find ourselves again in Psalm number 119. Uh, we're over here at verse number 25 and we're going through 32. So that's today's podcast, 25 through 32. My soul cleaveth unto the dust, quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways and thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaviness, strengthens thou me according unto thy word. Remove from me the way of lying, grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth and the judgments that I have laid before thee, before me. I have stuck unto the testimonies, O Lord. Put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Wow. You know what, mm -hmm. Stephanie? This guy's got so much going on in those few verses there. But this is a guy wanting revival. This is a guy wanting change. I mean, what are you seeing here? I see a hunger in him um, to know God, to walk with God. Um, and I see a trust in God that, He's, he's trusting that God's heard him and trusting God to be a good teacher. Um, I think there's, you know, there's a huge, a huge thing with being able to trust the person you're getting counsel from or the tr to trust the person you're going to for help that their counsel will be good. And David knows that beyond a shadow of a doubt, no matter what he's going through, he can trust that whatever God shows him, whatever God says is going to be truth, it's going to be right. And so at the same time, he's asking God to teach him um, 
at the same time, he's telling, you know, he's proclaiming to God, I know you've heard me. He's asking God to teach him. And I think there's going to the Lord with that, that combination of trust and yet a spirit of obedience of whatever you show me, God, I want to do it. And that is revival, um, having a teachable spirit to the Lord, being willing to be molded by him. And that's the heart of David here. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, right away we come out with that, teach me. And, you know, making this thing practical, don't we want to learn our jobs? Don't, <clears throat> you know, we think mm -hmm. about our work, we think about our families, we think about our marriages, we, we, we think about, you know, being parents, whatever the case is, wherever we find ourselves today, we want to be taught, we want to be good at it, you know, and, and yeah. you know, the, the psalmist is saying here, he's saying, Lord, teach me because I need to be taught by the best. And, and folks, that's what God's word is all, all about. God's word is the best. So teach me from the best. I want to be the best. I want to learn from you, dear God. I need this lesson. And, and friends, if we're going to heal, if we're going to find things in our life that are going to make a difference, if, if God's going to take this and, and change us, if God's going to put us in a good place, it begins with him teaching us. And it mm. begins with that heart, Stephanie. You see the heart the psalmist has? He says, teach me. And I, I used to see soldiers like that in the Army, Stephanie, and I'll tell you, those were the guys that you could trust on. Those were the soldiers that you would send out on the missions. Those were the guys that you, you didn't have to worry about them. Those were the guys that would just step out and do the right thing, say the right thing, be the right thing, you know. Um, and I, I got to tell you, but it all starts with somebody who's teachable. So I want to ask you this question, Stephanie. What does it mean to be teachable for God? How are we teachable for God? I think to be teachable, you have to be able to come to the Lord or um, to your pastor or whoever, you know, whoever you're looking to for spiritual advice and counsel. And being teachable means you're willing, your, your mind's open, your heart is open to being willing to change. And obviously someone who's teachable is going to have a spirit of humility. Um, there's not going to be that proud, arrogant, well, I know everything. So whatever you say is going to fit into my puzzle or it's not going to fit at all. Um, and truly coming to the Lord and saying, God, would you show me how I can, you know, be a better mom, be a better, um, child, be a better husband, whatever the case may be. Um, that you're, that you're willing to be molded, you know, you're, you're clay that's soft and you're clay that the potter, the heavenly potter can work with. And, um, yeah, I think it just boils down to not to humility. I don't think you can be teachable unless there's a spirit of humility there. Yeah. It, it's gotta be what you're saying. You, you've gotta be, I'm, I'm all in, I'm ready. And, and we've seen that we, we see it in our jobs. I saw it in the military. We see it in and parenting, you know, we can't, we can't do this in a bubble. We have to learn. I mean, Stephanie sat at the feet of, of her mom as she raised 10 kids. And I mean, I think Stephanie was out of the house, weren't you, before the last one was born. But you saw, mm -hmm. you saw your mom raise a bunch of kids. And mm -hmm. uh, you saw your cousins. You saw those things. And, and, and that's how you kind of learn. Well, when it comes to God, uh, we learn a few ways, you know. Uh, but the most important way is in God's word. The most important way is studying God's word. The most important way is asking for God to guide us. The most important way is being open, saying, I want that teachable spirit, God. God, I, I, 
I need you to show me what's going on here because I'm not doing great at it. I mean, that's another way that humbleness you just spoke about, Stephanie, the humility. And, and you know, God, I, I need this. I need to come in. I mean, we look at this psalm and he, you know, he's going through junk. And, and But, you know, that second thing, that second word that I wrote down inside my Bible as I was reading this this morning is it's almost talking about strengthening him. I have declared my ways and thou hurtest me. Teach me thy statues. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. So I shall talk of thy wondrous works. And it goes on to say, my soul melted for heaviness. Strengthen thou me. Make me strong. I need your, <clears throat> excuse me. I need your help here, God. I, I, I need that kind of strength that only you can give. And I mean, and again, he's saying he's coming with that state of humility. And, and what kind of strength is it that he's talking about, Stephanie? He's asking God for that supernatural strength. Um, there's several times here in verse 25, he said, my soul cleaveth unto the dust. And then, you know, the counter that it's almost like he gives two pendulum swings here where he is. And yet knowing what God can do, um, quicken me, give me life according to thy word. He's begging God for life, for, for supernatural strength. And again, like you read in verse 28, there's a sense in which, David has grasped here the power behind the word of God. In both of these verses, he asks God to strengthen him, to quicken him. In other words, to give him life according to his word, to God's word. And I think there's a huge, a huge sense in which we've lost the power behind the word of God. Um, And, you know, we're told it's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing and dividing asunder. Um, You know, it, it, shows us where we need to change and yet at the same time it heals us it bonds us it 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 takes those wounds and it it's god's supernatural super glue that can heal those wounds and um to where there's a scar there that god can use for his glory but it's not a oozing seething um risk of infection kind of wound and that's the power of the word of God and and the life of David is you know over and over and over we see the power that God's word had in his life as he went through I mean talk about someone who knew what it was like to be abused and traumatized and yet David was able to come through being called a man after God's own heart because of this because of the fact that he made God's word his fortress and his refuge and his healer yeah, and I, and I think that's I think that's right. And how many of us, you know, how many of us right now feel weak and feel beat up and and feel like laying down or fainting as the Bible <laughs> uses that expression? How many of us just want to say, "Man, you know, I want a cottage on Lake Michigan right now and leave me alone, lock the doors, make sure there's Amen. enough food in the house and you know, yeah. keep me within a couple miles of a good coffee shop and man, leave me there for about a year." And yeah. uh, I think we've all been there. And, you know, the psalmist, and again, we're not sure if this is David, uh, but this is what we do know. We do know that this guy, he's right with God, and he's looking to be strengthened. He's, he's at that place where we all get where we say, enough, and, uh, yeah. and, and I need your strength, God. And, and it's okay, folks, to pray that prayer. It's okay to say, teach me. It's okay to say, strengthen me. And then he turns around, and at the end, he's saying, defend me. 
Lord, I need you to defend me. And somewhere in the middle, he's saying, I don't even want to lie anymore. I don't want to live that life. I want to, I want to keep your commandments. I want to do the right thing. Let me tell you, folks, if you want to be right with God, it takes this right here to happen in your life. If you want to be right with God, it takes all this to make it right. If you want to heal, you want to start feeling better, get to that place where God can teach you. Be teachable. Yep. Uh, don't think you know everything. Be there. Get to that place where you realize your strength isn't enough. I mean, before you guys came on, Stephanie and I were talking. We've been pulling 16, 18-hour days for a couple of weeks now, and it's not getting any better. And But that's all right. We get to serve God, praise God. But I, I, we need a strength. And then he's saying, defend me. You know, he's He's saying, you know, I got to strengthen me, thou, according to thy word. Remove me from the way of lying. And these people who lie against me, remove me from that. Remove me from the way. Maybe if I'm lying, grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. I want to go down the truth road. I want to go to you. I go to all these other people, Stephanie. I go to all these other places, and they all have one thing in common. They all let me down. It's the way of lying. It's the way of the world, and I don't need that. I have yeah. stuck to thy testimonies, O Lord. Put me not. Um, put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments and thou shall enlarge my heart. God, enlarge our hearts today. So Stephanie, this is pretty cool stuff. We, we just went through, we know we need to be taught. We got to have a teachable spirit, a teachable heart. We, we need God's strength. Any idea that we can get through this world without God's strength is just plain silliness. And then we need God to defend us, and we need to stay on that right road, the, not the road of the world, but the road of God. We're pilgrims, man. We're just visitors. We're just stomping through. Our citizenship is in heaven. That's the citizenship we need. That's the main stuff. So knowing all that, Stephanie, what song do we go to for these great folks today? Well, Doug, um, I came, was looking at the hymn, God Will Take Care of You, and I think that's um, very appropriate for this psalm and the reminder that no matter where we are in life, his promises are true and we can go to his word and claim them and rest on them. Folks, here it is. God will take care of you. Listen to every word. Make sure you listen to what Eric has to say this morning. We, we want you to know for sure, know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and prepare for your heavenly trip. We love you, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Listen to every word of this song and listen to Eric. Thank you very much.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.